Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. It is October 17th. We have SmackDown Live to talk about a little Nia Jax business to talk about. Head over to Fightful.com. We have shows all week long, a new MMA show on Thursdays. We had our Holy Smokes MMA podcast today at 3 p.m. Eastern, as we do every uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow, it's the List and Your Boy, our flagship show. That pops off at 3 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, we have the Fightful.com forums, photos, videos, exclusives, interviews. Every single day you go to Fightful.com, you can see something there that you won't find at any other wrestling, MMA, or boxing website. We have WWE TLC this Saturday or Sunday, too, as well as uh, UFC Poland and a Bellator post show on Saturday. We have SmackDown to talk about right now. I I don't know what Jeff is doing. I'm Sister Lucretia. Oh, get ready for. Oh, I'm so spooky. Look at me. Kiss me, fat boy. (laughs) Hi. It was me all along, Austin. Sorry. We were so close to that 5,000 subscriber mark. <laughs> oh, I was going so to get close. hairpins. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> I was just feeling silly. Let's, let's move on. Let's forget that ever happened. <sighs> who, who did you pay to take improv classes from? <laughs> Self-taught. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was weird. I don't understand him at all. Okay, let's just move on. I'm you, very... you backyarder. I... <laughs> let's put it this way. I had, an, I had an audition with a kid today, and, and those are the worst, because he looks me dead in the eye, and he goes, don't screw this up for me. And I just kind of looked at him. <laughs> I hope it was the same kid that asked Jinder Mahal what was next. Um... We're also joined by Anna Bauert. <laughs> Anna, if, if you still want to hang around, you're welcome to. Or if you no, want to leave. I was, actually, um, I was, I was going to ask 
to resign. Um, yeah, that was. <clears throat> I knew how that Jeff would be that? the end of how, me. How do you follow that? Like, what? What is? No, it's it's just quiet, <laughs> quiet contemplation that I knew that Jeff would be my demise. I knew that this would be it, um, and it's happening, and it's on air, and I knew it. I knew it. There, there's no blueprint on how how you follow that, so I'll just get right into SmackDown Live. Oh boy, guys! You all can check out my match ratings. I do some segment ratings here and there too. Uh, they drop every morning after Raw, SmackDown, WWE pay per views, some Ring of Honor pay per views, some Impact pay per views, things like that. Daniel Bryan gets an awesome reaction from this crowd and addresses Sami Zayn. And Anna, I have to say that heel Sami Zayn is already capturing my interest because he sarcastically dances to the ring. Yeah. To, his, to his baby face music. Well, I said even his scar music turned heel with interrupting Daniel Bryan. That was a pretty good effort. The whole segment was just beautiful, beautifully done. And he's just playing on. He's just, he's a smart performer and a smart heel. And he's just playing on all those little things. Like, yes, Sammy is still a great guy. And he didn't go with you people. He went with these people. And it's just like the little finesses of like that. <laughs> um, but I've never seen a more disappointed dad as Daniel Bryan looked tonight. You just yeah, was... come and do wonder. And I loved all the similarities and parallels that Sami Zayn was bringing up while still taking a shot at Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. It's cheap, but it's there, and it gets a reaction. It always works. Jeff, what did you think of Zayn's promo work in particular? I said that last week this was the best promo of the year. Uh, this topped it, I thought. I, I thought this was absolutely amazing. Um, like, like we said, the best villains are the ones that actually have a point to their evilness, and everything Sami Zayn said in this was true, and, and the best part was a little little flub that I think added to it. When he looked at me, he goes, I'm, I'm saying this from the heart, Brian, as opposed to Daniel. I thought that was, you know what, that's one of those fortunate mistakes that gives this so much depth as well. I love that he turned this on the people, not getting behind him like they did Daniel Bryan. I thought that was a brilliant move. I, too, like the sarcastic dancing. Um, I think they need to slow down his theme for a heel run. <laughs> I do. I think, I think that would be should he slow down his dancing, or should he speed his dancing up? I, I like the thought of the sarcastic, slow skanking to ska music. I think that would be a nice touch. Yeah. Um, oh, that was a visual. Wow. Sorry, great. go on. Owens I, comes out. Okay. He calls you know Daniel what? Bryan a housewife. Uh, basically calls him Daniel Bella. And then they refer to him as the authority, saying that he's become what he hates. This is, uh, Jeff, as you specified, uh, the heels have a point. Daniel Bryan is kind of the authority, only he has very little authority, apparently, because nobody ever listens to what he says. Very rarely do, does that occur. Uh, this was a, an outstanding promo. They really railed on Bryan, who said he was going to find somebody to beat them up. I was a big yeah, fan. I, I think also the, the, the great part about this is that Daniel Bryan's kind of alluding to his heel run as well. 
in order to in order to try and save Sammy, and I think that's an interesting little bit of depth here as well. Yeah, no, I, I loved everything about this. I think doing this in Seattle is, of course, perfect. Um, bringing back the goodbye and the, and 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 the uh, retirement promo. Um, this is the best act in the company right now. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Anna, anything to add to this opening segment? Yeah, it was just really well thought out. And the crowd was so hot and large to the point where I actually had to remind myself that this wasn't pre-taped and it wasn't just audio dubbing. Um, just because we haven't seen that for a while from these guys. So it was it was fantastic. I wish the rest of the show stayed like this. Well, as great as that opening segment was, I gave that an 8 out of 10. Because people ask me to, to rate the segments on my ratings. If you wondered okay. where the other two points went, they went to the next match. Because it sucked ass. Whoever thought it was a great idea to have these six in the ring and to have Lana carry the lion's share of the workload? <laughs> um, Jeff, she looked better in the ring two months ago. Three months ago than she did tonight. She had to bump and feed for Charlotte. It didn't work. <laughs> I it thought, didn't work. Oh God, how how to start on this? Um, I thought that all we were going to get of Lana in this match was going to be during that commercial break, which Anna, 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 I'm thinking Lana, Anna, Anna, Again. Lana, Lana. Again. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, Anna, I thought, yeah, Anna, Anna was not. Uh, not privy to, but but I go, hey, Lana, Lana, Lana grabbed a headlock, blessed. I mean, that's all I thought. It was the worst headlock. And then she came back in. She came back in, Sean Ross Sapp. Um, oh, uh, yeah. And, and the thing was. I was begging for to get tagged in if that tells you how bad it was, guys. She was, she was getting winded towards the end of this match, and it showed. And it just, and it just got progressively more sluggish and slower as the match went. This could have been one of the worst main roster matches I've seen all year. It was really bad, and virtually all of it was on Lana, and I hate to say that because I thought she looked like she had some promise like this summer. I thought that for somebody who hadn't really been in the ring that much, she had some some good poise. It was just so, so bad, like, the Charlotte boot missed Lana by about three feet, and she still bumped off of it. Lana had trouble working the camera. Really, the only other note I have is that as much as I like Becky Lynch, some of her offense is a little weird, like running two feet to the ropes to do a leg drop. That was odd. Anna, uh, what, what did you think about this unfortunate train wreck that we all witnessed? The only time I want to see all of those women in or around the ring for the next few months at least is if they all can form with their magic rings one giant Captain Planet-like woman. That's the only way that I'm going to be convinced that that is worthy of all the women coming out because they have used this now repeatedly, week after week, with no real storyline behind it, no reason behind it except for the fact that their only point of knowing how women interact is watching mean girls that seriously is how it comes across and you know <laughs> I that's wish this was as good as mean girls i wish but it's i was thinking about this in terms of baron corbin he is like the jock 
schoolyard bully. And that's cool because that's his character. That's his thing. But they've tried to paint this entire roster with that brush that Natty seems to be taking the charge with. And maybe she wouldn't get on my nerves so much if it was just her and she took ownership of that. But they try to write them all exactly the same. And there's no storyline behind this. There is no reason to have this match tonight. And then I kept thinking in terms of Lana, like it's it's great that if she wants to learn and she wants to do this stuff, but this is main roster WWE. This is they don't, they don't have any what people think on, about. On writing staffs either. Like it's just. No, and exactly. That's, you know, NXT blows them out of the water with this stuff and in, including in-ring talent when it comes to the ladies on the main roster for the most part. And like, Look at what they have at NXT. And when people think of pro wrestling, they think of WWE. And they turn on and they watch this. Like, good on Lana for, for training up and everything. But they should not be putting her in this spot. It's just the whole thing is just so bad. And it doesn't have to be like this. They have the talent. They have the talent that can pull off the stories. But they just don't have anyone that's actually batting for them. Or knows how to do this backstage. Yeah, let me add on to what Anna said here. Um, NXT does this well at times. I mean, they do the same stories, don't get me wrong, but they have usually the talent slash a little bit more depth to it. This is written like 13-year-olds or at least men who have never had deep resonant relationships with women. And this is what they th- they think women do in their spare time. Oh, they they want to grow up to be hot strippers, and they talk about makeup, and 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 they fight. They die the end the of their hair pink in their mid twenties. And all they do is they trash each other because women don't really like each other. They're all in competition yeah. with one another for the affection of men. Look at us, you know. It's like you know oh, what no. the larger ones do: leather, lots of it, and nothing but leather. Yeah, no. Thanks, Ryback. Um, yeah, no. I just, I, <laughs> you know, it 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 would be nice to have, <laughs> you know. Oh, they all want to grow up to be dancers. No, I don't. No, no, no. And and Lana just, it, it's a square peg into a round hole. I'm sure if she went to the performance center four or five days a week and just stayed there for a while, she'd get better at least doing drills, and she could have a basic you know, paint by numbers match, but this is just kind of forcing her on TV to prove a point. I don't know what that point is, but it's there. This was bad. Daniel Bryan backstage sees Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and says that everybody was willing to fight them, including Orton and Nakamura, which made me ask if, if Orton and Nakamura win this match, they should be in line for a tag title shot soon because, they beat Jinder Mahal and Rusev. They beat Rusev and Aiden English. If they had beaten Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens, then I'd, why wouldn't they be in line there? And somebody said, they're not in the tag division, to which I replied, when does that ever matter? But we'll, we'll get to that later. Fashion fiction, Anna. The Cliff Notes version of this, which I'm sure you all will go into more detail about, the Ascension wannabe Brizongo's fans really bad, and they know the Bludgeon Brothers are behind all of this. Brizongo really like gluten. The Ascension don't. I don't know how their friendship is going to recover, but uh, this may be the most over the Ascension have ever been on the main roster. Yep. Yep. 
Look, at the end of the day, and I've said this before, Satanists, they too often get a bad rap. And just like everyone else, they want to be loved. And I think this is a lesson that we can take away from these. Um, in terms of, of pulp fashion itself, they made a Happy Days Jump the Shark reference, which I very much appreciated. But at the same time, I do feel like this this episode wasn't as strong as their previous ones. And I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. It's just natural. Um, but yeah, that was kind of where this one sat for me tonight. Though I did really enjoy the Reservoir Dog shout out on the board. <laughs> Jeff, your thoughts on, on the Pulp Fiction parody of Fashion Files? The board gag was definitely on point. Uh, the one that got me was Butch. I, 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 I guess the, I missed them this week. I missed. I didn't pay attention to the board. I guess. Oh, it's 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 fantastic. You gotta go back and look at it. Uh, Your prejudice <laughs> got in the way of enjoyment. Uh, oh yeah, that's right, Mister. I don't like Pulp Fiction. Mm. Um, I think the Ascension's comedic timing uh, is vastly over, underrated. Um, I, I enjoyed this a little bit more than than Anna did. Uh, I, I, I do agree it was the weakest, but the uh, the hypodermic needle gag for some reason killed me. I, I'm waiting for the moment where Brizango looks at these guys and goes, "Why do you continue getting dressed in all that makeup and stuff when you never have a match?" But I don't know if that's ever coming. Um, but uh, I, I do. This uneasy friendship thing where the Ascension is trying to tell Brizango what's wrong and Briz and and Brizango just not listening at all to them, just continuing to do the shtick, um, is at least gonna be amusing for a couple more episodes, I think. So uh, I, I was happy with it. Bludgeon Brothers vignette. I'm still willing to give it a shot. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm still willing. Why? I'm, it's it's a Gallagher gimmick. What are they? They're doing prop comedy. Gallagher oh, we got these big hammers. Ooh, we're gonna go in the woods and talk funny, and then we're gonna smash things with a hammer. Look at us, you know. No, I, I'm, I'm, no, I like, I Sounds like Luke. Awesome. I like Luke Harper too much. Well, if they actually hit dudes with hammers, I want to see a skull crushed. If there's not a skull crushed, this gimmick is a failure. I'm picking Mike Canellis. No, um, <laughs> I just, I, I just find this. Well, I was thinking of who's the lowest guy in the totem pole. <laughs> and, you know, it's Mike right now. Um, Or the Colognes, who were on the pre-show. Yeah, in his life. Like, give the guy a break. I didn't mean it in real <laughs> Jesus. Yes, I let's meant in reality. On. I want him to really be dead. That's what I meant, Sean. Oh, okay, let's really? move on. Come on, yeah. man. The Bludgeon Brothers are awesome. Uh, what is not awesome? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who gave Chad Gable the idea to say the things that he did. Mm. But they don't need to have a job anymore. And I, do, I don't call for people's jobs. But they don't need to have a job. If that person was Chad Gable or Shelton Benjamin, then the next time that they try to give input, somebody should step up and say, yeah, we're just going to need you to shut the hell up about anything regarding that ever again. This was the dumbest shit. This was not cool. This was not funny. This was stupid. This was lame. This was dorky. 
Anna, who do you think gave them this idea? I don't know, but they missed out on two things that were necessary for this. Gable to wear a sweater vest and a polo tied around his shoulders. And it would have been it. You would have had the complete look. But no, like that was uh, my entire notes was, oh God, Gable, no. So, yeah. Jeff, I'll give you the answer. This is Vince McMahon's sense of humor. Oh, hell yeah, it is. White guys with cultural appropriation? That's all over Vince McMahon. I mean, he's done it so many times. You go on the YouTube and find it. It's Go on the YouTube. I tell like my grandfather, who's not been alive when YouTube was around. Um, it's bad TV. It was so, it, ta- it's, it was so terrible. It's terrible. It's not funny. It doesn't get anybody over. And it, it's, you know... You can do better, and they choose not to. He reminded me of the jock guys from Van Wilder. That's exactly, and that's, uh, why are they doing this? I'm just just thinking of the Steve Buscemi, maybe, how do, kids, you know? (laughs) (laughs) There's a new day, Aiden English, Rusev segment. Rusev is over as a baby face right now. The crowd cheered at the sound of, or at the, the idea of Rusev Day. And he says, it's, we don't need to worry about New Day anymore. It's Rusev Day. Before this, Aiden English walks around backstage singing and complains when people are on their phone. Then those people who were uninterested in his singing were, were dancing and eating plenty of bootios. Jeff, where's this going? Well, first of all, uh, happy, happy Rusev Day, Anna. Happy Rusev Day, Sean Ross Sapp. Thanks. I I need some nicety because I'm having a rough show. Um, Anywho, (laughs) uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I love, Rusev is my second favorite act in the company behind KO and Zane. So I, I found, (laughs) I found him cutting Aiden English off hilarious. I don't care. Not now. (laughs) Um, Xavier Woods knowing Rusev's theme on trombone. Mad props to him for remembering that because I'm sure he was probably practicing that for three hours up up until then. He didn't really blow it, so that's nice. Um, I like the skit. I think it's going to end up with a tag match against the New Day. Um, I think Aiden English is going to eat this pin, and we're going to have comedy segments. Anna, what do you think about this? It just pretty much summed up the world at the moment. it's not even at the moment it it generally the world this fine art thing and then it takes a couple of dudes being showered with bootios and gyrating around with biggie to get them going i don't don't know where i'm going with that at at what point are we going to finally break off biggie for that singles run that we keep hearing that just stop who the hell knows not ready. I don't even think you have to break them off. Like, they seem like three guys that if one went for a singles title, they'd be all behind it and make some great TV out of it. Like, I think that would be great, like, those two recognizing that Big E has a real chance at this and doing something kind of kind of cool with it. I don't know what to make of Sinkara beating Baron Corbin via countout. Um 
Corbin says he's not willing to keep the United States Open Challenge going. So Sankara beats him up and wins by countout. Anna. Mm-hmm. I need you to break this down from a journalistic standpoint. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I can't. Look, it does it, – there is continuity in Corbin's story. AJ said last week Corbin is always thwarted by his ego, and that's exactly what happened tonight. He's setting up your know, United States Challenge is now dead because he's the one in charge. She's going to squash this guy. And then Sinkara, who I was wondering where he was last week, and there you go, careful what you wish for, um, turns up. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and beats him and it happened um i was very distracted honestly most of the match by the shiny diamond on sinkara's butthole but aside from that um i mean it's 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 in it's in line with the story for corbin so there is something there <laughs> sorry jeff <laughs> i have to follow shiny diamond on his butthole thanks anna Thanks. Um, this this just in. Sin Cara's still employed. Um, man, there's not, no better way to build credibility. Get the mask, so whatever. Yeah, there, there's no better way to build credibility for your new champ than a fluky countout win against a guy who's eventually going to get destroyed. Um, yeah, I understand what they're doing here. I just don't like it. I I, I get that they're going to make him. They're going to make him the anti. Cena slash styles with the I'm closing this challenge. I'm and I'm not gonna be a fighting champ and you know, all that other stuff. And it's to get heat for Baron Corbin. I don't know if it's gonna be the right kind of heat, but it's gonna get him some boost. So maybe I'm wrong. Just why Sinkara? Whatever. Whatever. He's been he's been on a media tour recently. Sinkara has. Another guy who's been on a media tour. Jinder Mahal, who gets you can't wrestle chance. I have not heard those in a long time. Like forever. Hmm. He calls out Brock Lesnar in the crowd, doesn't seem to care that much. Jeff, what do you chalk that up to? Uh, um, they they view this as a uh as a stunt. I don't think they buy into the fact that this is going to be a great match of any kind or even a match where there's a clean finish um i she's uh i know they want to build they want to build ginger up uh for the india tour i think that's the end game here but they're gonna still have to keep brock strong because they're feeding him to roman it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a match with a wonky finish 
you know, something like Brock gets counted out or DQ'd and then destroys the Singh brothers after the match, and nobody nobody really takes a pinfall. And both champions are strong and get something out of it in their minds. So that's that's my feeling on this. AJ Styles comes out after Jinder says that there's nobody left here to beat. Keep in mind, Jinder has beaten AJ Styles. This did happen already, like in May. I blocked it. Yeah. Um, Continuity. What's wrong with you? I don't know why AJ would be in line for a title shot. He just lost to Baron Corbin. Uh, Styles attacks Jinder, and backstage, Jinder wants to make AJ Styles pay. So Sunil's going to fight him next week, and I thought that was probably the single best thing Jinder Mahal has ever done, probably since 3MB. Anna... (laughs) I want your thoughts on this entire deal and uh, Sunil versus AJ for next week. Uh, he's dead. He's dead. But it's been well proven at this point. The Singh brothers have many lives. Um, hopefully there's still some left, especially after all that Orton stuff. Look, the you can't wrestle chance I will take any day over the USA chance. Nothing to do with USA, just to do with country versus country and blah, blah, blah. And we've spoken about this before and just so many other reasons not to like Jinder Mahal and his nationality is not one of them. Um, Well, he's Canadian, so that definitely isn't one of them. Yeah. Canadians rule. Exactly. So so do Indians. Um, And... and as a well-respected theater actress, uh, do you recommend uh, some hot water with lemon and honey for uh, Ginger's throat? Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> the whole thing kind of just floundered and died, but the extra Ginger trying to add the grunt on the Brock Lesnar, I don't know if he was trying to be Paul Heyman in that moment. Um like it does, it makes sense, champion versus champion. Unfortunately, people don't see Jinder as a champion and we just see that this is Vince trying to get him over still again and it's it's happening all over the place. Um, my favourite part about this, though, was when he was talking about his time in India and how he was at a five-star hotel and they, they took him to the finest restaurants when knowing WWE in the reality, he probably <laughs> paid for his own hotel and ate Chipotle in the tub for dinner. So that was kind of what I took away from this whole thing. Yeah, I think Anna brings up a very, very good point here in that in that this Survivor Series is going to be marketed as dream fights, so to speak, or roster things. And nobody wants to see a big Brock versus gender matchup. I mean, champion versus champion is interesting, but credible champion versus not credible champion is uh isn't a draw and i don't i think people are going to really turn on this build i i just i don't see the point to it um as for the hotel thing i i my joke was um i would have popped hard if gender had said it was a six-star hotel in japan <laughs> um <laughs> yeah he should have said it would have been a six-star hotel if it were in japan yeah um and, and and just because Anna and I both kind of concentrate on little idiosyncrasies, uh, the other Sing brother getting some new ink on that arm, isn't he? Um, oh. With the new money, um, in addition to all the fashion from the junior miss department. So I'm I'm very. Uh, so what, what did you say you would have recommended for him to drink? Uh hot water with uh, lemon and honey, mm-hmm. or tea uh-huh. perhaps. 
In honor of the, the legendary John Dunsworth, Mr. Leahy, I will suggest instead a drinky poo. R.I.P. Mr. Leahy. R.I.P. Up next, Dolph Ziggler defeated Bobby Roode. This was way better than the match they had before. But uh, last week, Bobby Roode forgot his lines, so he loses tonight. And boy, did he ever forget his lines last week. Uh, That was not – they were not happy about that. Nobody in that situation was happy about that. I was told one person – I wasn't given specifics of who laughed it off, but one person laughed it off. Everybody else was pretty upset about it uh, in regards to that situation. I thought this was a good, quick-paced match. And Ziggler won, but we're in 50-50 hell. Bobby Roode using the um, the Saito suplex or the, the Uranagi, whichever you want to call it, the, the, the spinning uh, Uranagi, whatever. I like that. That's cool. Jeff, sup with Ziggler and Roode. Uh, this was their best match. It, it seemed like they were actually inspired to go out there and, and put, put some effort in uh, tonight, but uh, – to quote a great man who I know, this ending was a duty. Um, I really uh, did not like it. it you can't sell a tight pulling the tights thing with that short of a match, um, in my opinion. And you can't you can't sell it as this this great breaking of the rules when Bobby Roode and Ziggler were already switching up doing that. I, I just I really it, it the ending really fell flat for me. Anna? It's, yeah, it, it's right now the, feud, the feud is built on holding tights and we're going to get a full moon at some point. Um, <laughs> With these two? Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I just don't understand where Bear this Corbin is actually going to go. Corbin come and at it since he's the lone wolf. <laughs> Can I throw something crazy out there and, <laughs> and just see what, what you guys think of this? Because it, yeah. it feels like it's a build to a mutual respect angle Ugh. and then becoming a team. It does. Ugh. It feels that way somehow. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's it's there with the gimmicks. Come on it's now. Cool. Bobby Roode fits that SmackDown like main eventer profile that used to be the NXT main eventer profile for a while where you do a finite number of stuff, you stick to it, and you have the same match over and over again. Yeah, this is the Becky Lynch build. Yeah. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeated Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. I really, really enjoyed this match. There's an RKO tease on Owens early that's pretty good. It is a real change of pace to see Sami Zayn targeting a limb and working it over as a heel. Like, I was like, whoa, that's that's odd. Uh, Nakamura has the same kind of match he's had forever where his knee gets attacked and then he uses it. Don't like that. Zayn is sent, sent through the announcement table, as Braun Strowman has dubbed it. He holds his arm after, so that worried me a little bit, but he, he was fine right after that. Back in the ring, Orton catches Zane with, I think, one of the best power slams he's ever thrown. Definitely the best in recent years. A low blow, and Zane gets the win. Randy Orton looked motivated. That made me happy. Like He looked like he was out there having fun. Like, like I love seeing that out of Randy Orton. Backstage, Owens and Zayn hilariously ask and giggle to Daniel Bryan, what's next? And he says, it's up to Shane McMahon, who's returning next week. Then they timed the show out wrong. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Nakamura and Orton had to chill at the bottom of the ramp while Zayn and Owens came back out and embraced and frolicked. And it was a happy accident, in my opinion. I just want to know... I just want to know which WWE producer was giving the international sign for stretch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is one of those things like Vince McMahon is, I I would say, is probably going to be very upset about because you want that. If you're him, you want that show to go off the air with. You'll find out from Shane next week. Unfortunately, USA didn't have class not ass queued up yet for the USA Network, and Todd Crisley wasn't good to go. So uh, they had to go back out there and dance around a little bit. Anna, tell me, your th- yes. Anna tell me your thoughts on, on the match and how the ending of the show played out. Honestly, I don't think you could have gotten a better ending than he, this is Sami Zayn. He is my best friend. Hug me, hold me tight. <laughs> that's that's all you ever need um, and I kind of hope I think he inadvertently set up the return of Jericho with either Lance Storm or Ralphus and that's if that's Wrestlemania 34 I'm, I'm happy um, yeah that ending was just it was bizarre because they were focusing on, on Auden and Nakamura and Auden was kind of staring at Nakamura and like okay a heel turn's coming again and then nothing happened. But hey, hug me, hold me tight. Um, the match was the match was good. It was entertaining, and I think it was it was a great way to reintroduce the the love of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I'm just so happy for them. They they look like such a happy couple. Um, and if, if I can find a love as pure as that, then, you know, that's, that's all anyone ever wants in life, really. Um, but the low blow, I thought was actually just retribution from Sami Zayn because, as some of you may know, in Most Ridiculous, I used to do a balls report. And Sami Zayn was actually the, the victim of a lot of those balls reports, either from crotchings or low blows. So I feel that this is just... Karma, retribution, it's all is right in the world, pretty much. Jeff, and change alive. <laughs> Jeff, this uh, final segment. I uh, love the match. I agree totally with you. This is motivated Orton, and motivated Orton is a really good Orton. Uh, motivated Nakamura, too, I think. Um, I, these four together, this had a certain amount of intensity that a main event match on SmackDown or Raw tends to lack these days. It was almost like a pay-per-view type of atmosphere for a while. I love that this crowd was all in on the Sammy heel turn. I loved that they booed the crotch shot. Um, that was a nice thing. I loved how proud Sammy was of that crotch shot and how surprised he was when he won. I love that Kevin Owens put that weird sleeper hold on Sammy after they won. I'm like, <laughs> they got to put him to sleep. What is he doing? Is it the Weaver lock? Um, you know, I, I, I too thought, I mean, I thought I didn't realize it was a stall job until they made them go back out there because I'm thinking the same thing Anna is. I'm thinking, all right, they're, they're dwelling way too long on Orton and Nakamura. He's going to RKO him, isn't he? He's just, do, and, and that didn't happen. They just had to kind of look there and just kind of grumble for about uh, 30 seconds, which was very, very weird. Um, 
But overall, I love this segment. I loved the four of them in the match here. If they can keep this intensity throughout the what will definitely be lazy kind of 50-50 booking, I, I will still be vastly entertained. I liked that Corey brought up the Sami Zayn Nakamura NXT match and tie that in to plugging the network. I thought that was a good use of resources, a good use of history and a good reference. Yep. I did too. Well, Jeff, I want your thoughts on the return of Kane, which absolutely nobody saw coming. It was a, I don't want to say magnificent as in great quality. It's subjective, but, a magnificent surprise and that uh, not a single person that I saw had any clue that that was, that was going down. Uh, if you want to talk about it from a draw perspective, 2.335 million YouTube views right now has Kane's return. His website crashed due to all the traffic. <laughs> what are your he- thoughts, Jeff? Okay, I I was I wasn't sure if if you were done. Um, he's running for mayor. Uh, <laughs> this is a short term deal. Yeah, I I understand that. Um, I think he's totally unnecessary within the context of this match. I thought three versus four was fine. I get the oh we're gonna have this added, you know, <laughs> oh the big other spooky monster coming in, booga booga booga, you know, whatever. I mean, all that's needed now is Daniel Bryan to come down to the ring with Ryback, and we can just kind of retcon the entire Shield thing. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, I'm liking the Shield in this because I think Dean Dean Ambrose has found his swagger again, which is nice. But uh, the problem with doing this on the go home for TLC is you don't get to explain the motivation of why Kane is in this match. Other than he's just in it, I mean, it's it, well, they it, could, it, they it, could explain it before then, but we'll yes, see. they did, but they didn't. That's the thing, and and there's and this is, it's so weird because it's a it's a spectacle, big time, uh, you know, gimmick match with literally no heat to it whatsoever. Um, it, it's so weird because it's a slap together thing to have a match when it could be really, really something beautiful if they had taken the time to think about why they're doing all these things they're doing right now. Um, I, 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 you look, I understand why Kane's in this match. I hope he doesn't get hurt in it. Um, but I, I thought three, gets on, hurt, though. like I thought, never gets hurt. No, I, I thought four on three was fine, especially with Braun being in this, but I think, I think Kane's in there to take the fall, to be honest with you. Could be. I mean, it's not going to hurt, which no. first off, why the hell are they doing a fall in a TLC match? Why why is anybody climbing a ladder otherwise, like other than to maybe jump off of it? If I see two dudes battling on the top of a ladder, it's not going to make a lot of sense. They're not climbing up to get anything. Uh, Anna Kane, that one. Uh, how'd you how'd you feel about that one? Yeah, definitely a surprise. Um, the majority of reactions I saw on Twitter was, "Well, I guess he lost the election." Um, but, but good to know that it's, it's still going. Um, I just don't, I, I, yeah, I'm in the same boat as waiting for an explanation, but just don't understand why he's necessary. Uh, and I feel so bad for Curtis Axel. My fear here, my fear here is that they're going to do this match and then the next feud is going to be Kane versus Roman Reigns. Because they think that's well, going to matter. They used to do that all the time. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Remember when they put the title on Daniel Bryan and they're like, all right, let's go to Kane. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well. That was uh, always no. the first feud for the for the babyface champ that they had no interest in really pushing. Yep. Oh, we'll, we'll go up against Kane. And then the, they don't know why the guy is falling flat. I think they did with Punk. Well, I think they do. Oh. I think they do know why. Sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy thing, at least with Vince McMahon. Uh, it's being reported that Nia Jax has taken a leave of absence from the WWE. Uh, pro Wrestling Votes on Twitter uh, mentioned this, and then Pro Wrestling Sheet offered up a little bit more information, saying that uh, she has taken a leave of absence due to personal reasons. It's been cleared by management. Uh, Jeff, when you, you you had asked me about this earlier and asked if there was like some kind of walkout, and I said I definitely wasn't told about any walkout. She's always outspoken when she's not well, not always, but she's often outspoken when she's not used or there's like, she doesn't like what's going on. And that's just from what I was told by that same person, just a product of her personality, not something that gets her heat or anything like that. People actually like her very well backstage. Uh, So personal uh, reasons apparently led to her taking some time off. Definitely hope that she gets those uh, cleared up. Jeff, what what do you think about this news? It's raw is taking little hits after hit. I mean, Nia Jack's not a big key cog in Raw these days, but still a member of that roster. Yeah, and, and kind of necessary to the Alexa Bliss storyline. Um, I, I don't want to speculate, so I, that's as far as I'm going to go, quite frankly, until I find out sure. more information, because I don't want to. I don't want to say, well, maybe she was burned out, or maybe this, or maybe that, because I don't know anything. So it's best just to keep quiet in those uh, situations. Anna, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I just hope that everything's okay. Um, that's it. In other news, Kenny Omega did not have the United States title with him at Global War Chicago. He thought New Japan was sending it. New Japan thought that he was bringing it. It wasn't there. So he defended a title that, that wasn't there. Um, no big deal. Nobody thought that he was going to get beat by Yoshihashi, did they, Jeff? No. <laughs> so... <laughs> And you could have left it wherever the hell you wanted to. You know what? It, it, it's symbolic of that match. Nobody believed he was going to lose the title. Why bring the title? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't even notice that it wasn't there until the story hit Fightful.com. That like, would have been even better. He cuts a promo going, look, no one thinks I'm going to lose this title, so I didn't even bring it. That would have been if great. If you beat me, I'll give it to you later. Yeah, sure. That would have been great. Anna, tell these people where they can follow you on social media before we go. At Anna Bowett, B-A-U-E-R-T. Jeffrey? I'm at Crap Game 13, C-R-A-P-G-A-M-E-1-3. Uh, Rob McCarron actually went to this uh, Global War show in Chicago. So he was there live. So I will we'll be doing 60 on the greatness of Toru Yano. And oh. uh, we'll be having our own TLC preview on Shake Them Ropes. All one word on the Twitter. You guys can check out my TLC predictions on last night's post-Raw show as well as Alex Palowski's. Of course, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern, The List and your boy. I don't know what guests we're going to have yet. Uh, I did a poll where I asked you guys if you thought that video was necessary for some of the interviews that we do. Overwhelmingly, you all said no. Don't have to have them. So uh, maybe that will open us up to a lot more interviews. But we'll, we'll definitely have a lot of stuff on that. Actually, last week I asked Jimmy Van, 
who he thought would main event a WWE show at age 50 first? Would it be Kane or Chris Jericho, who still has a few years left? He said Jericho. So we'll talk about that. And and, uh, many other things. Of course, join us this weekend. We have two post shows, a UFC Poland and a Bellator 185 post show that happens Saturday evening, and then a WWE TLC post show on Sunday. Of course, join us in the forums. Uh, join in our live uh, live coverage and discussion. We have those for virtually every show that goes live. UFC, Bellator, WWE, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, all that good stuff. Follow me at Sean Ross App. Follow us at Fightful Online. Share our stories on social media. Make sure you respect individual community guidelines when you do that. And until next time, we're out.